You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Manos Nation, there is no better way for you to support the production of this podcast than by giving us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. Let's help each other out. I will send you a list of 100 grants to fund your startup if you review the podcast on iTunes and then tag us on a social media post. Okay, it's very easy. So step one, support us by rating this podcast five stars on iTunes. Step two, tag Manos Accelerator on a social media post. And step three, I will send you a list of 100 grants for your startup. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. Today we have a very special guest. I'm here with Mike Young. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Mike, you certainly know something about branding that most people don't, but let's take a minute to do a recap of your career up until now, and then if you can share with us what it is that you know about branding that tech founders can leverage in their business. Yeah, sure. I'm glad to share. Um, I ran a mortgage company from 2003 to 2008. I grew it from six partners to 250 plus employees and 10 offices in less than five years. And in the housing crisis in the US around 2008, that took my company, my self-worth, my self-confidence all kind of went with it, all my assets. I went from liquid millionaire in 2007 to dead broke in 2008. Wow. So yeah, it uh, it was an interesting time for sure. And that, that kind of kicked off my entrepreneurial journey. I decided I wanted to have the success without all the complexity. I didn't want to have so many employees and all the stuff. Uh, and I essentially went through a phase I call myself discovery phase, which is I went and created a brand around almost any idea that we had that we thought we could sell. So we got really good at creating logo, social media, website, and between 2009 and 2015 I created over 50 brands and a few of them did really well and most of them flopped and I began to see those those patterns and and why did certain things take off and why did certain things fall on their face and now you've worked with some uh, really high profile clients right can you share with us some of the profiles you've worked with yeah, you know, uh, we've had the pleasure of working with uh, like Dr. Erin Fall Haskell. She uh, runs Good Morning LA. Uh, Mitch Miller in the copywriting space. Bobby Stocks in the funnels and traffic space. And so we've just been really, really fortunate to work with some really great clients, some great people, and uh, and and essentially we help bring their brands to life and give them a business image of of who they already are, but they just haven't taken the time to look the part. That's so cool. And looking through the roster of people you've worked with, like Nathan Ortega, who we had on the show, also Zach Benson, Josue Arteaga, who we had on the show, it's really interesting people who have leveraged their personal brand to drive real business results. But what does this look like for a tech founder? You know, someone, someone who's a coder or someone that's a tech entrepreneur and they're thinking, how is a personal brand going to actually drive engagement or going to drive downloads or going to drive new email signups? Can it work? Yeah, I think I think it, it does work. I think um, even if you look at like Gary Vaynerchuk over the last couple of years, he's talked so much about personal branding, where it's it's really basically displaying the the true self, who you already are, 
And I don't necessarily think every company needs to build a personal brand, but they can think about business image in the way that personal brands do and the way that we talk with our clients to understand it. And business image comes down to everything prospects can see with their eyes to form a first impression of you and decide whether they're going to engage with you for the very first time. And and so many companies are dropping the ball there. They they are losing prospects before prospects even start. And and really it comes down to they clients google you, they do follow you, they do search you out, they look for reviews. We've been conditioned to do that through just even Google and Amazon and the way five-star reviews work nowadays. And so if you don't look the part, you just never get that opportunity to make a, a really positive first impression and sell your products and services. So I think how tech companies can think about it is much like a personal brand is that we all get so busy and wrapped up in our business, we forget that somebody today is running across us from the very, for the very first time. And, and what I mean by that is that somebody today is forming their very first impression of you and it almost always starts with how you look. And, and I think a lot of people get confused with business image or if you say visual brand, they immediately go to fonts, colors, graphics, logos. That's where their brain gravitates towards. And I really think about everything. I think about reviews, online activity, comments, the consistency of your posting. And so all of that ends up displaying your business image. It's, it is partly the fonts and colors and those types of things, whether your website's mobile responsive or not. But it is also just, just displaying that professional image so that there's enough trust built up to contact you for the first time and give you that shot. And what's amazing for tech founders too is that by having a personal brand, you get all these moonshot opportunities as a founder that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So if you're skeptical about having a personal brand and what that can do for like a low ticket offer, um, think about it this way. If you're selling a high ticket offer, personal branding's for you. If you want to raise funds, personal branding's for you. If you want to get seen on different press outlets, having a personal brand is the thing that can make or break you reaching out to someone and them recognizing you and them thinking, okay, this person is advanced enough, is legit enough, that they're not going to make me look bad. Uh, other people have taken a shot on them and it, it seems to have worked well in the past, so now I'm going to be uh, less... Uh, extringent about being a gatekeeper on whether or not they get on my publication, on my podcast, on whatever it is. So if you're looking to do a high ticket sale, if you're looking to work with um, really big people, if you want to be a big fish in a small pond, personal branding is super important, even if you're a tech founder. You know, that, that just reminds me of a, a story. Sorry to interrupt. I, I, I have a client, his name's Tim, Tim Nesbeck. He ran a $100 million roofing company. Uh, oh, I know Tim. You know, Tim's a great guy, yeah. but when we met, if you Googled his name, you, you almost could not find him online. It was, it, there was some stuff that you would run into with his company, his old roofing company with his brothers, but mm -hmm. when you Googled him, you just, you know, it was non-existent. And after we did his personal brand, he, I talked with him a couple weeks ago, he said, I absolutely would not have put this JV partnership together. I wouldn't have put this software company that we think is going to turn into a billion dollar company together. And, wow. and it, was, it was all because those partnerships were able to have enough credibility in his personal brand where they were able to engage in that relationship. And I think he would have you know, not had the opportunity 
had he been non-existent online. And so that's so true. Personal branding is really that that first step just to get people to get to know you enough to have the conversation. Before we continue with the episode, you should know about this. We recently partnered with Brex, the smart credit card for founders to finance and boost their startups. Everything about Brex is made for startup and e-commerce founders just like you. The card scales with you and gives you up to 20 times higher credit limits than any competing card. And for listeners of this podcast, benefit from our partnership and get $5,000 in AWS credits plus absolutely no card fees for life by activating your account through our partnership link. It's brex.com slash manos. Brex, B-R-E-X dot com slash manos, M-A-N-O-S, to get all of your fees waived for life and $5,000 in AWS credits. Now on to the episode. So Mike, let's say someone's sitting at home and they're listening to this and they're like, okay, I believe it. And also I understand that it's not just the fonts and the colors and the things that I thought before. It's about how I'm perceived. It's about the looks. Let's get super tactical here. What does that actually look like? And what would be kind of like a success checklist on someone that doesn't have a personal brand and the next like five to 10 things that they need to do to actually start working in that direction? Yeah, I I think it's understanding what are the four main problems when it comes to that. And the four main problems are you either look amateur you look ugly, you're confusing, or you're non-existent. And so those problems are costing business owners money, influence, power, and respect in their marketplace. And when you solve those problems, you can, you can solve them by just understanding four concepts of how the brain works. And those are first impression, uh, how we hold on to our first impression, which is called cognitive bias how we process information, which is called cognitive fluency. It's just that we want information in the simplest, easy way. And then how we form our sixth sense, which is called neurodocrine reactivity. And so those are big fancy words to say that people are gonna form a first impression, hold on to that belief until you prove them otherwise. If you confuse the heck out of them, they're not gonna take the first step. And they're gonna have a sixth sense of whether to contact you or not. And I think the first thing that people can do if they're trying to do it on their own is is to take a step back and begin, put your mental frame into the eyes of somebody that's never met you, a very new prospect that just heard about your name from a friend. And then go, go online and start Googling yourself and start clicking around. And if you have broken links on your website, if you have Facebook profiles that link somewhere to a non-existent group, all those things can be cleaned up and tightened up. And if you get everything to look the part and, and you don't look amateur and things aren't broken, then people have enough trust to get to your website. And then I would say the other thing is, is put one call to action, one place to start. So many business owners, including myself, we have so much knowledge. We want to almost throw that knowledge up onto our new prospects and it confuses them. And so create one call to action, one simple place where they can start the relationship. And, and so view, your, view yourself from the eyes of a new prospect and create one simple way where they can start. And those will be two huge factors for people. That's awesome. And this will resonate with the tech heavy founders that are listening to this podcast that are just obsessive about the product and the product being amazing. Uh, we have in tech what we call the customer journey. And what you're suggesting is essentially... Uh, 
piloting it and taking yourself through a customer journey of what someone would, you know, not just download your app and what their experiences with the app, but someone meeting you and what their experience is meeting you. And if it's not boiled down to, like you're saying, one call to action, one place to start, and the messaging's confusing, um, it's going to be a negative customer journey. They're going to have a negative experience with your brand. Yeah, and I think that's it. When you when you look at books like. Um you know, about the customer journey, the customer experience, and you think about that process, most people start the customer journey on day one after somebody's purchased, and it just begins way before that. And so the customer journey begins with the first impression, and then that experience builds all the way up to the sale. And so most people start the customer journey in their minds too late, and, and they're losing prospects, they're losing business before they even get the opportunity to close the sale or have that, that sales conversation. I love this principle, Mike, because it's very easy for people to then start unpackaging it. If you if you believe what Mike is saying and you're like, okay, I do believe that people make a decision on who I am based on their first impression, and I also believe that the only way that I can change it is to be intentional about changing their mind. Otherwise, I'm just crossing my fingers and waiting for a chance to change their mind. So if I believe that and I see it in my own behavior, then it means everything that I think it means. Like, does it mean I need to have good pictures? Yeah. Does it mean like that the copy needs to be tight? Yeah. Does it mean that the, like you're saying, like one place to start? Yeah. I mean, it means everything you think it means if you actually believe that uh, people do make these first impressions at a high level. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I say with the definition of your business image is everything someone can see with their eyes to form a first impression. It's everything. I mean everything, you know. It's And so that's the, these little things that we think don't make a difference actually make a difference subconsciously to, to new prospects. So uh, even, even weird things like I click on a button and the URL changes to some funky URL, ClickFunnels URL or something that gives this sense of uncomfortableness because they feel like maybe I've gone off to a different site. or So if you can get everything to line up, you'll have a lot more success on the front end. And Mike, you mentioned four main points that we have to tackle. You might either look amateur, you might look ugly. What were the other two? Confusing or or non-existent. Confusing or non-existent. I love that. So if we make that our North Star and we work against, uh, I guess these are the enemies, right, that we have to battle. It's not looking amateur, not looking ugly, not looking confusing. Confusing's a really big one. Uh, I learned this from uh, my mentor, Russ Johnson. He always says that nobody understands what they're really all about. No one understands the way that they're perceived and the people that do are celebrities. So if you're looking to get that... And and the easiest way to think about that is to think about the inverse of each, you know, the opposite of... Amateur is professional. The opposite of non-existent is present. And so all you have to do is think about the inverse and then accomplish that result and you're going to have a lot more success. Okay, Manos Nation, do not forget my offer to help each other out. I'll send you a list of 100 grants to fund your startup. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating on iTunes and then tag Manos Accelerator on a social media post. Again, leave a five-star review on iTunes and then tag Manos Accelerator on social media to receive a list of 100 grants to help you fund your startup. See you on the next one. I love that. Mike, thank you for sharing all of this with us. As you continue to grow and take your career forward, where's the best place for people to stay in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Sure. Uh, They can follow me online on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Mike Young Makeovers is my handle. And on my website is themakeovermaster.com. Excellent. Mike, thank you so much again for coming on the show and sharing all of this with us. Hey, thanks for having me on.